Hello, <laughs> hello, my friends. This is Andy and Hedia coming live from Yorba Linda, California, for the Living Fearless Devotional. Oh, we don't say podcast anymore. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> you can find all of our content on resurrectministry.com. Please go there, subscribe, share, peruse our content, which includes not only all of our past shows from this broadcast, but also Andy's Fearless Man podcast and my articles from the Christian Post. I'm curious. I got some really good comments on oh, the you? Kanye article on my Facebook. On my oh. Facebook. I don't look at the ones on the Christian Post. I don't even know if any of those people are believers. But <laughs> But anyways, uh, you can also drop us a line, uh, send prayer requests, or to inspire us or give us your your feedback. We'd love it. If you'd like to donate, um, you can partner with us on the Donate Now button. Thank you. Yes, we got some cool stuff coming up. I think we probably mentioned the one thing we got going on, because now we need prayer to be able to put the curriculum together. Oh, yes, but we didn't get it approved yet. Oh. Well, yeah. Oh. Really? Yeah. Oh, all right then. We gotta wait we'll, for that. We'll hold up. off. <laughs> we'll continue, continue to pray for us on the, uh, the 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 project we have. Yes. With a the very, teaching project, a very large church. Uh, hello, Carrie. Nice to see you. So Kate told me this really hello, weird problem where people in Australia, I, I think Kate mentioned another country, but for her in particular, where they're stopping them from being able to comment on Jack's YouTube. Oh, wow. Isn't that weird? No, it's not weird at all. Oh, what's our, it's, it's what's normal, our world coming to? It's normal to? for this world that we are currently in. Yeah. Jan French says, good thundering evening. She, yes. um, yeah, outside our, uh, Jan's from the same town we're, we're from. And uh, lightning and thunder tonight. And pretty heavy rain there for a little bit. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a flash flood, but it wasn't. It was just a lot of rain for a short period of time. All right. Um, we went to our Yarblenda Friends Church today and uh, listened to Lee Strobel, a, yes. a Case for Christ, the author of Case for Christ. Um, and um, Case for Radical Grace. And, and 40 other books he's written. Yeah. And funny enough, his son actually is a professor at Biola College. Yeah. Hope he's not one of the woke ones. I don't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. After all, well, Charles Spurgeon's grandson yeah. went a little wacky. But he's he now he's now he's with, back. He's now walking with God. All right. Speaking of Charles Spurgeon, uh, we are uh, reading from morning by morning. Uh, it's October 15th. And the reference is Malachi 3.2. And the portion of the scripture says, who can endure the day of his coming? From the pen of Charles Spurgeon, it says here, Christ's first coming was without external pomp mm. or show of power. Yet in reality, very few could withstand its testing might. Herod and all of Jerusalem with him were tired, were stirred by, at, at the news of his wondrous birth. And even those who professed to be looking for his coming exposed the fallacy of their shallow profession by rejecting him when he arrived. His life on earth was a winnowing fork that sifted the huge pile of religious profession and very few withstood that process. But what will his second coming bring? What sinner can even stand to think of it? He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, with the breath of his lips. He will slay the wicked. Consider the soldiers who humiliated Christ by arresting him. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Imagine the terror of his enemies at his second coming when he will more fully reveal himself as the I am. Jesus' death shook the earth and darkened heaven. 
So imagine the dreadful splendor of the day when he, the living Savior, he will summon the living and the dead to stand before him as their judge. Oh, that the coming terror of the Lord would persuade people to forsake their sins and kiss the son, lest he be angry. Although Jesus is the lamb, he is still the lion of the tribe of Judah, able to tear his prey into pieces. And though a bruised reed, he will not break. He will break his enemies with an iron scepter, dash them, dashing them to pieces like pottery. None of his foes will be able to stand against the winds of his wrath or hide from the boundless hail of his indignation. Yet Christ's beloved blood washed people look forward to his coming with joy and hope to to observe it without fear. To them, he already sits as a refiner. But when he has tested them, they will come forth as gold. May we examine ourselves this morning to make our calling and election sure, so that the coming of the Lord will cause no dark foreboding or apprehension in our minds. Oh, for God's grace to cast away all hypocrisy and to be found by him to be sincere and without rebuke on the day of his appearing. Amen. Amen. Awaiting the line of the tribe of Judah. You know what's so interesting? What? Today, this very day, uh, I've told our viewers before that I have these visualizations I do during worship. Hmm. And I had a visualization today that I have never called to my mind and I've never seen before. And it is on the day of this devotional. It was the Lord on a white horse coming to earth. And I was, I was struck because I, I was just like, oh, I was thought to myself, why am I conjuring that visualization, you know? And then I was thinking, I'm not conjuring that visualization. <laughs> and it was, it was just, it was magnificent. And it's everything that this devotional is saying is that even in our own personal walks, especially for me, I always see Jesus as the loving father, the, uh, the kind and gracious uh, Lord that saves us from our sins, the grace that abounds, right? The, that even though I've sinned and was a wretched sinner, he saved me. He loved, he loved me so much. He wanted to save me and adopt me. Uh, what Lee was t- teaching us today, but the Jesus that comes in the end of the time, that is almost, you know, there are some tribulation saints, people that will believe in the last, you know, in the last moments, but for us, the lion comes, mm-hmm. the great avenger, the warrior on the white horse, and he has a he has a rod of iron, and 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 that he strikes the earth. I mean, you know what I mean? It's a completely different savage Jesus. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. just such a. I mean, the earth would be moaning and crying out for him at that point. Were we to still be? Oh, we'd be raptured, but. Depending on when the rapture occurs, how much suffering we may have endured before his arrival. uh, It's just so important that we have the certainty of faith, a certainty of knowing that we will not be on the wrong side of that sword, Mm. that scepter, that we have great anticipation and excitement at his coming and not fear or dread or confusion. Like how many people, based on everything that's happening in the earth right now, will um, will not believe? 
because they will have taken the mark of the beast. They believe this, you know, new agey, new world order, one ruler, antichrist person is the is the savior, and they'll be completely lost. But the lion of the tribe of Judah will return fierce and avoiding. This reminds me of the discussion we were having about when when is the your ability to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Is it at the I mean at, at that moment as you are feeling you're dying or you see the tree coming towards you and a car is getting ready to crash? And if you've left some some debauchery and then after leaving that debauchery, you are then left to die. <laughs> you know, is there can you reach forgiveness and repentance in that period of time? I'm wondering where is the where is the line when Jesus begins to come back to earth? Like, can somebody go, oh, I, I, I know. I know that I've not been walking with Christ, I, but I know all the story and I know what it looks like. And I recognize this is the second coming. And now that I see it, now I repent. <laughs> or is it too late once you see him? Like, does, is, the line, <laughs> is the line drawn just before he comes into view from the heavens? That would be that would be good to know for some well, people, because, not us, because we've well. Uh, when you do these in-depth studies of the of the seven years of wrath mm. before he returns, uh, basically the only people he will separate the sheep from the goats. So there will still be some unbelievers left, but for the most part, it's people that have come to faith even during the tribulation. Oh. So, and then um, they hear the angels calling out that the Lord's arrival is coming and that makes them believe too. So I think they, they pretty much have a, if they're still alive, they still have a chance. <laughs> I want to go ahead and read uh, Jim's portion here. Uh, there's some good parts of there that uh, remind me a little bit of some of the things we learned today at our uh, Your Blend of Friends. Uh, but Jim Ryman, the editor of this, um, this uh, Morning by Morning, he says, believers can indeed look to Christ's second coming without fear, which is why Spurgeon encourages us with the words of Peter to make our calling and election sure. Yes. Nothing will be more devastating on the day of the Lord than to hear him say, I never knew you away from me. Paul also encourages us to check out our salvation with these words. Examine yourself to see whether you are in faith. Test yourselves. Once this is done, we may joyfully declare, now there is in store for me the crown of mm. righteousness with the Lord, with the Lord, the righteousness judge will award to me on the day, on that day, and not only to me, but all also to all who, pro, who longed for his appearing. Sorry, my mind is thinking about what I was hearing today and what this had to say. Let me read it one more time. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge will award to me on that day and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. So I was thinking about the, uh, the story that uh, Strobel spoke about with the guy who committed murder. Yes. And he, you know, was a drunkard living in the trailer, couldn't pay his rent. And he decided to, that based on a story that he heard that a man was keeping money under his uh, mattress in a, in a, in a, in some other location that he goes, well, in his drunkenness, he went over there and thought, I'm going to go take that money to pay my rent. Yep. And then in that process, the, the elderly man whose money it was, um, he killed him yes. in the, in the midst of this robbery, 
He gets caught, he gets convicted, goes to jail, and eventually he is sentenced to death in the electric chair. Um, but very shortly after his arrest, he found Jesus. A couple came to minister to him. Yep. They heard a story. They heard about the, yes. the robbery and the, and the murder, and they came and preached to him. And, and, and they said, Jesus loves you, and he wants to adopt you as his I've own. I've never heard that. Yeah. And he said, there's no hope for me. And he says, there's always hope. Yeah. There's always hope because there's still eternity. And uh, yeah, and he accepted Christ. It's a great story. And that's always a tough story. And I just want to get to that point, my point of where I was kind of feeling again, it's always hard for me to accept that. <laughs> but as the story carried on, is that what, what he did was that he didn't just accept Jesus Christ and then sit in his bunk and do nothing, which that, that I definitely would have a problem with. That he just accepted Jesus Christ and he never did anything else, never even drew a cross on his wall or did anything like that. And then he found himself in heaven. That would that really would make me kind of like, hmm, I'm not too sure if he deserves that. I mean, look at me. I'm amazing. Who deserves, <laughs> who deserves it? It's a gift you do not earn. I know, but I have a tough time with it, Schnooks, in my Still? flesh. In my flesh. But what this dude did is that he began to do exactly what God wants us to do. And that is to preach the gospel to other people, disciple to those that you can reach. Yep. And not only was he able Turn to do around it. around death row. Yeah, he was able to do it in the prison. In, on death row. On death row, brought other men. And he, they said that he brought a calm to the prison ever since his uh, preaching. Yeah. Awesome. And, they, and they were going, oh my gosh, what happens if they do execute this guy? I'm thinking they're going, to, you know, He's been the one thing that really has been really good for this prison. And now they're going to put him to death. And then the confirmation and kind of what I'm kind of getting out of this is that, you know, we just, there's some days we just want to be confirmed in our faith. And I, and I, and I think with him, eventually what would happen, people would write letters and they would, um, you know, they call the, 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 the warden and the governor and the parole board and they say please do not kill this guy he's actually making a difference he, he did he's a murderer he probably deserves the uh the, the uh, death penalty but he admitted it he repented and now he's he's given the gospel and he's bringing people to christ and they decided to stay his execution not only that they let him out yes and uh then he was and he continued they didn't get out and then turned to a life of crime no. he got out and then continued the ministry and that, that is really a story of where somebody has completely changed and not only completely changed, he does exactly what God has asked him to do. And it's just one of those times where you look at a story like that and, and understand how God uses broken people to bring a message that, uh, that, that man could, the, the people that he brought to Christ would probably have not been brought to Christ other than through a man that was as broken as he was. Right. And I think that's an, an amazing story that uh, we uh, overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Yeah. Such an amazing story. He, he gave two other stories that were pretty cool, but that one just really struck me when I was reading, we were reading through this. And to, uh, reminding us to find that certainty that we should know for sure that we are his. Mm. And uh, here, Sandy had a good, she said the parable hey, of the Sandy. virgins. Hi, Sandy. We need to be like the woman who had uh, the women that had oil for their lamps. This is the parable of the virgins as they waited for the bridegroom. Those that had no oil were not allowed into the wedding banquet. So yes, always to be ready. 
mm -hmm. and oil, meaning oil in the lamps, make sure that the lamp is still burning. So that when he comes to get us, we're we're ready. Yeah. I'll be ready. I'll be dressed. Dressed. I won't have hat hair. I'll I'll have washed my hair. <laughs> I'd like Hi Iris. When I went to the get my hair cut the other day, it was a mess. Mm. Horrible. <laughs> Let's get to the scriptures. Okay. Malachi 3.2, but who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. Remember, this is Malachi. A thousand years or so, 500 years before Christ. So this is one of those prophetic scriptures. Isaiah 11.4, but with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Again, prophetic. Exodus 3.14, and God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to tell the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. <laughs> Acts 10.42, he commanded us to preach the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as the judge for the living and the dead. All was made through him and for him. Kiss his son or he will be angry and your way will lead to your destruction for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Kiss his son. I never had heard that. I, I guess I just never paid attention mm. to that before. That's fantastic. Revelation 5, 5. Then one of the elders said to me, and this is as John is, he's up there seeing the heavens. Do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scrolls and its seven seals. Who is worthy to open the scroll? <laughs> Isaiah 42, 3. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness, he will bring forth justice. This is real justice, mm -hmm. not the wacky stuff they call justice today. Yeah. Psalms 2.9, you will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Job 23.10, but he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. May we all say that of our testing. 2 Peter 1.10, therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And 2 Timothy 4.1, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Oh, There's a lot of scripture. Yeah, that I went good, there pretty well. A lot of good stuff, though. Yes. <laughs> Since also, it is the Bible. Yes. Always good stuff. <laughs> um, anything else out of uh, Lee Strobel's uh, talk today that um, well, kind of stood out to you? No, I mean, it was the topic was grace. And of course, the, the topic of grace is always pleasant. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just, he kept reiterating that the the very profound message of people who witness to others to bring them to Christ is, um, yes, you have sinned and there is no sin too great for the Lord to forgive. And he loves you, died for you and wants to adopt you as his own. Mm -hmm. And I just kept thinking about that. Like even when I thinking about how I would talk to my daughters that, you know, he loves you. 
and died for you and wants you to be his daughter. That's such a powerful message, yeah. especially um, to people who feel broken or abandoned in any way. Mm. And people who, he also told the story of a woman that had had an abortion and she thought, oh no, if people found out, what would they think of me? And and then when she went to get baptized, she realized all that mattered was that Jesus had loved her and forgiven her. And that was the same with the gentleman who uh, committed the homicide. Right. Is that he had never, when the couple came in and said, Jesus love you, he said, nobody's ever told me they love me before. Right. And just, that's, that's such a powerful word. Yes. Um, and then they get that love from the one who created everything. Yes. Like, what else do you need? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so good. Um, I just want to ask you about the yay piece that you wrote. Yeah. <laughs> the Kanye, because it does relate to what it is we're talking about. And that is you have this man who is an artist, he's uh, uh, you know, famous, multi-billionaire, millionaire. Some people, when he says billion, people say that he's not billionaire, but he's a millionaire. Who cares? Right. A, it's more than my 10 cents <laughs> that I have in my pocket right now. Um, has a lot of money, um, world famous, and he, you're able to look at everything he does. At, That's at, the thing. Every... He's living his life publicly. Yes. Not yeah. like the rest of us who get to hide things under our right. head. <laughs> Uh, and that's kind of my point is that you have this guy you he no matter what he says it gets evaluated and broken down just kind of like president trump just like you know anybody yeah. else that is uh in the in the media constantly uh whether they want to be or not right and and he begins to speak about god and the first thing that people want to do when you think about god even some even like us which is not nearly as famous as him is that they want to look for things to they can attack you on. So you write your article about, you know, his message during the Tucker Carlson interview and, and, and want to point out that as a broken person, as broken as he may be, whether it's a, a medical issue or not, just to, or just yeah, people to, keep saying, how could you, why would you hold him up as some kind of aspiration when he's got mental illness? And I was like, Oh wow! Does, that, that, was a, does yeah. that disqualify you? <laughs> yeah, or that would disqualify half the church. And it's so funny to hear Christians do it. I mean, again, yeah. if, if we're to believe that the people are commenting are actually Christians, um, now to my point is that what? How do you? How do we? How do we? How are we supposed to look at that as as fellow Christians? Do do we? Who's more broken? The the, the Christians that are saying you can't use this man as an example, or Kanye, like, or you. For writing the article. <laughs> oh, they said that. They, a lot of them said that. <laughs> you poor, misguided, young dummy. Uh, a lot of them said that. I love when they call me young because I'm like, I have no idea where that point of reference comes from. I don't know what's considered well, old. It just but... tells you. I mean, they just they just read a title. I think most of them, like I said, I think they just read the title. Yeah. And then they comment. Like, th did you read the article? Right. Because if you would have, I mean, the, the comment doesn't even match what, what it was written in the article. But I mean, I don't know if there really is a question other than is like, what do you do with that information? What's what's the takeaway from the the, the comments to the article to the man that you use as an example and and you like where? Well, I mean, I, I want to give my own example. So when I first came to Pastor Jack, he was so gracious about the fact that I had come from a somewhat questionable church, you know, mm -hmm. 
he's like, oh, that's great. You know, like, uh, you know, the he's, you know, done a lot for the church, blah, blah, blah. You know, he was just very gracious, very nondescript. And he's like, glad to have you. Glad you're coming to the church. And then sent me to Pastor Dennis, who is the, you know, the theological heavyweight of the associate pastors. And even he, who I am sure would have wanted to say otherwise, was extremely gracious. They were not, at no point did they tell me, okay, you've obviously come from a fake church and a fake pastor. So we need you to reprofess your faith. We need you to come back up to an altar car and we're going to rebaptize you because we don't know what in the world you believe. You know what I mean? Like they didn't do any of that. Did you have any idea that where you were coming from was going to be so much different than where, what Jack was doing? Did you know that it was going to be? I mean, I had some idea because I was already listening to Jack online. Okay. But, uh, and that's why I left the first church is because I, I needed more Bible mm-hmm. and less encouragement. Uh, so I was drawn to that. But at no point did they ridicule me and say, oh, you, oh boy, you're not even a Christian yet, you know? And so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, imagine somebody like Kanye was like, listen, I'm saved just like you. I, I believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. I am repenting. Now, does everything I do represent that repentance? Probably not. But is he running around drinking and fornicating? I mean, for a man whose entire life is on display, nobody's accusing him of all that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, what behavior is he engaged in because he's arrogant? Well, for somebody in his position, that arrogance will take a while to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Is he not saved because he's got mental illness? I hope to God nobody is saying that, that somebody who has bipolar, which is a lot of the criticisms on my article, he has bipolar, how could you talk about him in a positive way, which is so <laughs> unbelievably obscene to me, um, that like somebody is not able to profess faith in Christ because they they're bipolar, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I don't know, I, I, it's indicative to me of how critical, and we talked about this the other night, how critical all um, a lot of people in the church can be to new Christians and why we scare people away. Yeah, the same people that criticize your article would also have had to criticize Lee Strobel tonight. Yes. Using those examples of people that were broken. Well, but the, the prisoner displayed behavior that was very becoming of mm-hmm. a saved person, you know, and then he went to Bible college online and all of that other stuff. But but if you don't do all of that stuff, are you not a Christian? Yeah, not everybody's gonna has the. Has you know the, what I mean? As I, as far as I understand, it's the simple gospel. Yeah. You know that we turn, we repent, we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we give our lives over to Him as a living sacrifice. Now, how long it takes for our habits and our traits and our behavior? It. Uh, I, I love the way Pastor Jack says it, where he says that it's. It's we hate the sin now. We haven't stopped sinning, but at least we're convicted now that the sin is wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, even to the point where when Kanye would speaking, he would say, oh, like he would go to use a cuss word. And he's like, I, I try not to cuss anymore. I try to be very careful not to cuss anymore. And that shows you that he's convicted of that sin, even to watch the words that are coming out of his mouth. Okay. So because he's not perfected yet, we say, well, you know what? Time will tell. We got to wait and see. Right. I think one of the things that kind of gets lost when he's also talking about his wealth and what he's been able to be successful in, that he was saying it in the context of, look, at, I, I've got all these things. Can you imagine having all these things 
and I cannot say what's on my heart. Right. I cannot speak. I can't not speak. I can't even control my own kids. I can't what? control my own kids. I can't. So I, I think that I also got a lot of people off. They, they, they go right away that he's being arrogant. No, he's trying to explain something. Like, listen, I, I live in, a, in a, an amazing, probably palace, with, and I have all this money and I have all this influence, and yet I can't speak. I can't say that I like President Trump. He couldn't say it. Yeah. Because everything would said, you can't say that. We're, you know, you I'm, I'm going to divorce you. To you're gonna, we're going to kill your business. We're, like, you're going to get beaten up and all this kind of stuff. He's going, what? What? So it was, um, I, I think that kind of got lost that in, in his examples of who he was, that he, he wasn't able to even uh, say that he was a Christian, probably, right. in, in many cases in Hollywood and where he lived. So um, I think it was important. It's hard to say those things without pointing out, you know, where he was in, as far as this society is concerned. Um, I just find it interesting. There's so many aspects to. And people attribute the crazy to things us everyday Christians believe in our everyday life about the demonic, mm-hmm. where he would say that there are influencers in their lives that are purposely sexualizing and corrupting his children, making them wear clothes that they shouldn't wear, objectifying them and doing the same thing to Kim. He says, even though she's a world famous multi mega millionaire, she's probably is a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they still convince her to throw her naked body out in public on a, on a magazine cover. And he says, and they're doing the same thing to my kids that the frustration of that um, debauchery. And Mm. how could you not sympathize with somebody who says, I can't even have a say in what my child, what's done to my child publicly. Right. And that their child, his children have to watch their mother do that. Right. And be controlled by other people. Right. By Hollywood elites. Who might be Jewish? Who might be Jewish? <laughs> Unfortunately, he goes a little bit nutty on that. But but the, it, but it, it, his rant about the Jewish community is his personal experience with people. He just made a sweeping generalization that he shouldn't have made. But the experience he's had is with the people that have done this to him happen to be Jewish. Um, Iris is asking, is the article on the Christian Post? Uh, yes, it is. If you just Google my name, Hedia Kanye, it should come up and it's on my Facebook page. All right. Good discussion, Schnooks. Ah, thanks. Thank you. Good discussion. <laughs> and thank you, Jan, for um, the compliment. And I had some really nice comments. And, and people on my page said exactly what we were saying. Let the let the guy breathe. Let him, you know, let him do his walk, and we should be supportive. And hopefully, the ch- the church will embrace him and help him in the walk, not throw stones at him like the woman that was caught in adultery. Everybody's like stoner. <laughs> They're calling you a stoner. No, they were telling him to stone her. They should, if they are sinless, they should throw the, the first, first stone. stone. I read that somewhere. Anything else, Schnooks? No, I think that's it. You're gonna, we're going to go out there in the rain and go pick up some kids. Yes. So we're, that's a that's a, those are our weekends. <laughs> Uber driving. I I got to tell you, I just have been really kind of enjoying these kids for the last couple of weeks. Uh, not that I didn't before that, but they're just hitting these ages where there's a lot going on. Yeah. Chemistry and boyfriends and girlfriends a lot and, going on and f- fights at school 
um, not physical, not, well, there was a push. My nine-year-old had a push protecting another kid from a bully. Um, um, but, my daughter's boyfriend broke his hand hitting somebody in her defense. Oh, see? Yeah. So, <laughs> when that happened? <laughs> Last week. How did I miss oh, that? Yeah, see him? Yeah. Oh. His hand's broken. No, that was, uh, that was Ray's boyfriend has a cast too. No, he does yeah. too, but it wasn't for his <laughs> no, chivalry, was no. it? Okay. <laughs> but wow, man, there's a, there's a lot going on online. <laughs> so pray for us pray for us in that um a lot of decision making going on right now with a lot of different stuff so i think we need prayers oh, yes. uh, for our patience and our wisdom and our discernment wisdom yes for sure all right well we'll go get those those kids in just a few minutes but uh, we must tell people about the edify app yes we are members of the edify christian podcast network edifi.app if you check it out, subscribe, hit like, we would appreciate it. The link is in the description. So if you just click on it, it'll take you right to the app. Yeah. And you can download it and then subscribe to us first and then look at everybody else. <laughs> get a first to subscribe to us. That's the prerequisite. All right. That is it. Yes. Have All a right. wonderful evening and happy Sunday. God bless you. God bless. Take care. Bye.